Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome back to the coaching staff. We took a week off. Uh, Tony was busy with the state tournament. I was busy with other tournaments going out to Chicago and spending time in Lincoln and all sorts of different things, but we are back, and as they say, better than ever with episode number 29, jersey number 29. Tony, who is the most famous athlete with jersey number 29? Was it Roberto Clemente? No, he was 21. Ah. Uh, Give you a hint, footballer. Footballer. 29. I want to say Jamal Lewis was 31, if I remember correctly. That is correct. that's, that's not yeah. accurate. Same position, though. Same position. Running back. Yes. From our childhood. Dorsett was 33. Huh. I am not. I'm not. I'm just drawing a blank. I got two words for you. Ready? Okay. Goggles. Eric Dickerson. There you go. There you go. He so, was the man. Over he, first, was he the segment over two thousand yards? Uh yes, yeah, Cause yeah. Because like, he, he beat OJ's record. Yeah, he beat OJ's record. So, uh, yes, uh, one of the uh, one of the few college athletes in the history of the game to take a pay cut when he went professional. <laughs> Uh, Pony Express. <laughs> yes, not the not American Express, <laughs> Pony <laughs> Express. So. Yeah, because uh, they were talking with Caitlin Clark, and it sounds like she's going to potentially stay two more years at Iowa because she could make more at Iowa than she can in the WNBA. Oh, I I I wouldn't doubt it. I you know she's uh, yeah she's doing all right. She's doing all right. Um, I probably depends on on what type of run they make in the next year or two as well, you know. So yeah, but, uh, yep. I think they got a shot this year to. I mean, before you're like, okay, Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, that's kind of the the plateau. Mm-hmm. I think they. This is a team. I think they could make a Final Four. Yeah, and they got a good draw. But we'll, we'll talk about draws later. How about that, Tony? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll table that. Yeah, we'll table that for now. We're we're gonna table it. We're gonna come back to it. We, Tony and I are going to talk about decompressing after the season, which I think is an undervalued skill that you need to learn. Uh, You know, we talk a lot about X's and O's and organization, doing this and doing that. Uh, Decompressing after the season is a really, really important thing to do if you are a coach that wants to do this long term because you, you just cannot do this 365 days a year at, at a high rate of intensity and expect to survive. And and Tony and I have, have both been in situations where, uh, safe to say, Tony, we, we've both burnt the candle at both ends uh, oh, yeah. on at, at times. And uh, uh, so one of the things we want to talk about is as people are winding up their seasons is is – some of the things that we've done or that we do to, to decompress and to, and, and, you know, Tony, just, let's just get started there. Why, you know, why is that so important to decompress at the end of the season? You know, it's like anything, um, you know, if you were sitting there and you're kind of grinding away and grinding away all the time, you know, you just kind of get yourself in this perpetual state of numbness 
where you're not sharp. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things when you have a clear mind and a passion about something, you can really move the ball forward and you can grow, whether that's, you know, growing your mind, whether that's, you know, getting sharper physically, whatever the case may be. Uh, but we are not made to sit there and go, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 12 months out of the year for year after year after year you're just going to wear yourself out and you're going to burn yourself out and you know there's just one of those things where i think at times we just have like this achievement mentality we want to achieve and we want to achieve and we just keep pushing and there's times that you have to get away from it you know i know uh who i consider to be the greatest basketball player of all time michael jordan that was one of the big things that that he would do where you know once the season was over he would get away from it for a while and then come back to it with a you know a clear mind and passion and physically ready to go again and, and make those improvements and add little wrinkles to his game and i just think that's so very very important and something you know that you're seeing younger people not do and because of that you're seeing a lot of orthopedic surgeons uh their pocketbooks are getting bigger and bigger because (laughs) with that continual grind we're seeing you know more severe injuries out of the youth yeah absolutely and you know it's it's just uh i'm sure it was probably the same thing in over in your area tony uh uh, for our girls, uh, their state championships got done on a Saturday, and tryouts were Sunday for for yeah. AAU. You know, and and then they started practicing. Uh, I think this past weekend, maybe even. Uh, I'm not really sure. So, it's it's uh, you know, it's just things that we need, and we have to. I, I think we have to allow the kids to decompress some. I, I think we've got to. Yeah, like, and and we're going to focus on coaches tonight, and and that's where we want to keep the focus at is coaches decompressing. So. Uh, Tony, I wrote down about four things and some some details on each one of those. Do you want me to get started, or do you want you want to go first this week, buddy? I'll let you. I'll let you start. Give okay. us the first round. Um, so with decompressing, and I hope this first bullet point makes sense. Uh, I think the first key to decompressing for me, and again, this is the way my brain works, and and not everybody's the same. I understand that, but for me, one of the key things for me to decompress is to get your immediate needs done immediately, okay? Get, uh, don't, don't procrastinate with the responsibilities of finishing up your season. So when, when I say that, uh, I'm talking about getting your inventory turned in, your uniforms, your travel suits, your practice jerseys, whatever your situation may be. Get it done, get it taken care of so that's not just hanging over you. Uh, your postseason awards. Make sure you get your all state nominations and make sure you get your all conference stuff done. Uh, if if you if you do a team banquet of some sort, uh, get that taken care of and do it and do it right. And and then kind of at that point, then you can kind of you, that's for me. That's when the process of decompressing really begins because you've you've finished up that last season and. And for me, and again, the way my brain works, if if I have to get uniforms in, I'm just going to be sitting there going, I got to get uniforms in. I got to get uniforms in. I got to get, and I'm not really going to be able to decompress because I've got that responsibility on my shoulders to get that taken care of. So for me, one of the first keys to decompressing is getting the stuff done that I need to get done so I can start focusing on myself because I've got to take care of my job first. So that's my first bullet point. I don't know. What do you think about that, Tony? I think those are good. Um, you know, I, I know we kind of live in a culture that likes to procrastinate, uh-huh. but unlike you, Marty, if it hangs over my head, it's going to sit there and I'm going to think about it 
you know, I got to get my uniforms in. I got to get this thing done. I've got to do, you know, just get it, just get it taken care of and then take a little bit of a break. You know, one of the big things uh, that I tried to do this week is start to work out again a little bit. You know, I, I was working out uh, during the school year. I'll, I'll work out on the weekends and then um, out when school's over, I'll work out five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you is know, that, so uh... just, is that to, just trying to get back into that. And I'll be honest, I'm a little sore this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to, it's good to start that workout again, go on walks, you know, just get some fresh air. Yeah. And I think that's important as well. Can I ask a question about your workout, Tony? Yeah. Is that Jane Fonda or Richard Simmons on DHS? <laughs> it's, it's more Richard. It's more Richard. <laughs> okay. All right. Just, just want to clarify that. So, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. What, uh, what do you, what do you got up next, buddy? The next one I would throw, you know, after the whole workout thing and starting to get to exercise again is, you know, there's some times during the season uh, where you got to catch back up on some relationships, you know, that's next Um, on my list, you know, I may be present, you know, but I might have some film on, you know, I might be in the same room. But I'm thinking about the next set of practices. And mm-hmm. so there's time just to catch up on some relationship with your significant other, catch up on some relationships with your your, your, your kids, your biological kids and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it's just it's good to maybe go back to some friendships and things like that as well. But I think that is very, very key also. Yeah, I uh, that was actually next on my list, Tony, uh, was, you know, you take care of take care of the important people in your life. Uh you know, if you have a spouse, significant other, whatever it may be, uh, you need to take some date nights because you owe them some date nights. And and mm-hmm. date night is not going to scout another game. Uh, what do you want to do, uh, you know, significant other? And you do it because they have sacrificed a lot for you over the last three or four months. Uh, you know, even uh, one of the things that, that my wife and I try to do uh, at least once during the season, if we have a free weekend, and and or if we can do it during the season, we do it shortly after the season. Just a, just a staycation, uh, just mm-hmm. you know, find a hotel, get away for a night, do some things, get out, and um, of course that's easier for us now because we're older and and our kids are older and that type of thing. Uh, yep. Spend spending time with your kids, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with uh, my my. Our middle one, he came down from South Dakota for the Nebraska State Tournament. Uh, went out, you know, got to spend time with my dad going out to Chicago for the Big Ten Tournament. Got to spend time with, with our oldest there. And and our daughter was home for spring break. And, uh, you know, so all of that stuff. And, and, and like you said, friends. I think that's an undervalued thing, you know. Uh, I, I feel really guilty uh, that I've got two or three friends in town here that I just haven't had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with over the last three or four months just because of this crazy occupation. And so I need to make up some time with, with them as well. And, and I think uh, another key thing is do some things that you want to do that, that you haven't had a chance. To. If you want to sit down and play video games for a couple hours, sit, sit on your butt and play some video games or, no. or uh, watch Lord of the Rings trilogy from start to finish on a rainy Sunday afternoon or something, you know, whatever, but do what you want to do because this game has controlled you for, for such a long time here. I think that's really, really important. Anything to add on that, Tony? Um, the other thing as well in kind of, kind of building off that a little bit too, is, you know, do something to keep your mind sharp. You know, yes, you're going to kind of, push basketball off to the side a little bit for a while. Not not a terribly long time. It's not like you're putting it away for months or whatever. But the other thing is to keep your mind sharp and maybe uh, do some reading. You know, I, I you know, it doesn't 
something that you want to read. Maybe it's a nonfiction book, a fiction book, yeah. whatever the case may be, but do something to better yourself that yeah. way too. Yep. Um, my, my next big thing was to, to take your time coming back. Because uh, once you start, it's hard to stop again. So you got to make sure as much as you can. And some of it's unavoidable. At some point, you got to start putting together your summer schedule. At some point, you've got to uh, have, if you choose to have postseason meetings with your players, you got to have those meetings. But take your time with those type of things. Don't rush. Uh, it'll be there. Those things will be there. A lot of times we think, well, we got to watch X amount of film before we get to the summer. And, and you feel antsy, like we got to rewatch the, the films of our games or whatever it may be. Uh, that film's going to be there April 15th, just as much as it's there March 15th. And you've still got a month and a half before you start your summer stuff. So, you know, take your time, I think, is a, is a big thing. Because, again, once you get started, it's hard to stop again. And, again, the way my mind works, I would rather be fully ready to jump in and, and hit it with everything I've got than... Oh, I, I, you know, the, the obligation of doing things like rewatching your previous season's films to kind of get yourself ready for the summer or whatever that may be, you know, postseason meetings or so forth and so on. Uh, and, and so I think it's important that the things that you can take your time on, and, and I talked earlier about the immediate needs, the immediate stuff that we need to do, get that taken care of so you don't have to worry about it. But then the things that you don't have to worry about it, take your time getting into it so that when you do it, you do it right. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about taking your time, it's more than just the weekend. You know, you're talking weeks, you know, I would say at minimum, I would probably step away for at least two weeks. And mm -hmm. if it needs to be longer than that, it needs to be longer than that. Mm -hmm. But your batteries have been drained down and you need to build those things back up. And a weekend or whatever is not a sufficient enough time because what will happen is if you hop back into it too early, it's going to drain those batteries back down. And as you head into the summer, that's not where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Well, because the, the summer has turned into a, a season unto itself. Yes, you know? it is. And, you know, I, I knew a coach, and he's long retired, but when he would do his banquet at the end of the year, he would add in their record for the summer. So, you know, you play your 21 regular season games. If you're fortunate enough to get to the state tournament, you're probably talking you know, 24, 25 games, but he would also throw in. And a lot of times in the summer, you are playing, you know, 15 to 25 games, maybe over 30 in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so if you're going to coach that summer season, you have to be really, really ready to go with that as well. And so again, you know, Tony, I think you said two weeks and, and I actually think, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking three or four if you really, mm -hmm. really need it. And especially, and let's be honest, Tony, we are experienced we're going to use seasoned. that word. We're, we're seasoned. Yes. And, and and for us, I mean, we're just getting to that point of of our lives where it's just a little bit harder for us to get going. And now we have the benefit of being seasoned and experienced. And so we know what in our minds is really important to do and what is not important to do because of the things that we've screwed up on earlier in our careers. Uh, but, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, you know, if you feel like you really don't want to dive into this until April 1st, don't do it, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, I would just say the minimum two weeks. Yeah, yeah, minimum, I, You know, yeah. it could be, definitely could be longer than that, but a minimum two. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I've got, Tony, and, and it kind of goes back to that 
jumping back into things after you've decompressed, after you've done that family time, after you've done some things that you want to do, is I think it's good that you make a, a schedule for yourself. Um, that you put some deadlines into place, and I and I might sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, like I'm a politician or something here, uh, but you also have to hold yourself accountable, and you can't put stuff off forever. So, like for myself, what I've told and uh, what I've told some parents, and I'm gonna and we're gonna talk about it on Friday, is I really would like to have our summer schedule put together by Friday, April the 7th. And I've kind of given myself uh, uh, a self-imposed deadline of April the 7th because, A, I want to make sure that I'm staying on top of things. I'm not procrastinating. But also, B, I want to give my families enough notice so okay we're doing basketball here we're doing volleyball here okay so here's our little time here's our week to 10 days where we can go take a vacation wherever we want to go or do our family thing in the summer and just be a family because you know our our activities and our athletics have taken up so much of our family time these days that I want to give our families as much uh heads up as possible so that they can plan ahead and they can plan their summer activities as well outside of our stuff. You know, maybe set a date, you know, by, by April 15th, I want to start re and I'm, that's just a random date, Tony. Mm-hmm. I, I want to start rewatching our films from last season. And I've got from April 15th to May 20th to rewatch our films and take some notes or whatever your, whatever your routine is, whatever you like to do as a coach, whatever you think is important. So I, I think that that's important to to set up a calendar so to speak put some deadlines in place so that you don't fall in love so much with decompressing that you end up procrastinating and so you've got those built-in uh deadlines for you so that you you've got to stay on top of what you need to do so you don't paint yourself in a corner and procrastinate and decompress a little bit too much no i don't think you're talking out of both sides of your mouth i mean i think it comes down to you know plan your work and work your plan yeah. um, just to make sure that you're working smarter and not harder because you know what you're talking about Marty is you have to give those families so they can plan a family vacation and then the other thing that you have an opportunity to you know we were talking with ahead of time about summer basketball and AAU and stuff like that you know there's the live recruiting months that they've got to get out there and so you need to know when you have you can have your kids and that you know you have your group together so you can maximize your time no i I think that i think that's a very very smart and very intelligent move oh thank you tony it's been a while since somebody has called me either smart or intelligent so (laughs) i greatly appreciate that uh what else you got buddy i i I don't really have anything else i mean i think we hit on a lot of good things you know Uh, Just making sure that you're doing stuff that you enjoy that maybe you haven't been able to do. Uh, Connecting with those people, those important relationships in your life. Uh, Find some type of, you know, workout because, you know, it's just one of those things where you can, you know, relieve, relieve some stress. And we talk about wanting our kids to be healthy and stuff. And we need to set a good example that way as well. And then I thought you added some really good things in there also with especially with that, you know, that last one that you talked about with planning things out when you want to have deadlines set to be fair to your kids and fair to the families. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to add one other thing is, is, you know, obviously uh, April and May, it's, it's a great time to, to make yourself better as well. Um, yes. you, you're not worried about your own practices. 
Um, and, and maybe we'll cover this on a, on a coaching staff episode down the line. We'll talk about, you know, coaching offseason development or something. I don't know. But mm-hmm. it's 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 a good opportunity for you to uh, this is this is the, the best time to I, I believe that April and May and then August, September and, and October into early October. Those are the best times for you to really dive in and really make yourself a better coach. Uh, yes. because you're busy, you know, you're busy in June and July with your teams. And then not to say you can't be doing stuff in June and July as well. Uh, but, uh, you, you've got a clear mind. You're not planning practices. You're not watching film and there's a lot of different ways to do it. But, but this is a great opportunity coaches for you to go out, uh, to go to clinics, to, to read, to watch videos, to talk to other coaches, to listen to podcasts, whatever it may be. Uh, this is, you know, and, and, we talk a lot about it as well, and I've talked about it with my uh, my one coach, uh, assistant coach that's returning. You know, th- this is time you got to. We've got to get better. You've got to get better. I've got to get better. We all have to get better, and and we just can't hold it over our players that they need to get better with their jump shots or their ball handling or their strength and athleticism. We've got to get better, and and April and May, uh, it's it's this is this is a great time period for you to get better. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're you're interested in getting better as a coach. So uh, I, I think that's an emphasis that you have to have as well. And 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 you use that time that hey, I wanna I wanna line up. And again, talking about making a schedule. Here's the, here's the the three four books that I've kind of put off reading. I'm gonna I'm gonna read these four books by the time our summer starts, and I'm and I'm gonna try and digest it and and roll with it from there. And you know, great time to go to clinics, you know, and things like that as well. So uh, that's another thing. There are a lot of great leadership books out there. You know, we we've kind of hammered home the the John Gordon ones. Uh, Todd Gongler is another one really good author that I would encourage people to, to read his stuff. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of good things out there. Like you were mentioning, you know, plan your work. You have a chance, you know, to, to watch some film and kind of come up with, Hey, these are the things that we didn't necessarily do well during, during the season. This is what we need can, you know, what we can focus on. Another thing that's kind of fun too, that I did a few different times in the summer is bring a coach in to work with your team. Like I had mm-hmm. some really good yes. friends, uh, Mike Scons, I brought him in. Uh, you know, Frank Howell was another one that I brought in and I let him work with my team for several days in the summer. And I know it helped our teams get better doing, doing things like that. And it gave me a chance. Like Frank was really good at full court press. It helped me grow in terms of things like that. Mike was really good with the two, three zone. And so it just really helped those things. And so those are good things to do. And like you mentioned, the Nike clinic circuit in the summer is usually really, and and, and the spring as well is usually really strong. Mm-hmm. Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. 
You know what else is a strong clinic, Tony? The pen and the napkin. That is correct, Mr. Viss. The third annual of Pen and a Napkin Clinic. We're closing in on it. Uh, it's it's uh, gosh, what's it? it's going to be two weeks from this Saturday. That's nuts. That is close. Yeah, it's coming in close. So, uh, folks, get your registrations in. Uh, you know, we need to plan ahead for meals and things like that. And I've had a lot of people express interest and, and I know, uh, it's, it's shortly after the season. Some people are still recovering from the season, but, uh, you know, get the, get those registrations in. So, uh, cause we, we've got to have a head count for meals and all that other stuff. Uh, so, so get that taken care of. That's my one little blurb about the clinic here. Other than, of course, headlining is Europe. Tony, it's been a couple of weeks. I've been busy. I left some things fall through. I've got to find an opening act. I'm still searching desperately. Tony, do you know who I was in talks with this week? Cool, McGee? No. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. One Mr. Thomas Dolby. Oh. Because he blinded me with science. <laughs> she blinded me with science! <laughs> one of the great, good. One of the great videos of the 1980s. Thomas Dolby! Do you know he invented the ringtone? I did not know that. Yeah, that is. Uh, I I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm ninety seven percent sure that's true. That yes, Thomas Dolby invented the ringtone. So there you, you have it. Wikipedia, ninety seven percent accurate. <laughs> like Michael Scott said, Wikipedia is the best thing ever. I mean, anybody in the world can type in their knowledge. You know. So, uh, all right. So we do have trivia here this week. Uh, I've got a. We we both came up with trivia questions. Tony, should we go with the dual trivia question? I'm all for that. Okay. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yes. What NCAA coach has taken his team to the most consecutive NCAA tournaments in a row? Is uh, currently like a current streak? Yeah. Just. I believe. I believe this coach broke it this year. I got three. I got three choices. So I would think between these three, I would be able to get it. Okay. So, I would hope so. Uh, I'm going to go number one. Tom Izzo. Ding, ding, ding. Ah! Twenty-five in a row. Yes, and it counts. Patrick Ewing. That's my Marv Albert there. So, that was good. That was good. Uh, my other two guesses. My second guess would have been Bill Self. Ooh. And then my third guess would have been Mark Few. But I felt confident about Izzo. So Yeah. It's so, a little bit longer than the other two guys. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, are you ready for my trivia question, Tony? <laughs> sure. Okay. NCAA tournament related. Um, I believe that Alabama is the number one overall seed. True. But that is not necessarily what you want to have happen. In fact, it's been a while since the overall number one seed going into the NCAA tournament has won the NCAA tournament. What team, what school was the last to win the men's NCAA tournament as the number one overall seed? I'm going to go with the Kentucky Wildcats. That is incorrect. 
Um, I could give you a hint, but it would it would give it away. Give it away. Yeah. How about the Duke Blue Devils? That too is incorrect. Well, I might as well go for the trifecta here: the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> that is incorrect. I saw, but it's it's a blue bud. It it, it wasn't an. It, it, it's a good question. It's just hard enough. It is a blue blood, though. It is a blue blood. And and here was the here was the here was the hint I was going to give you. Your your first guess was the Kentucky Wildcats, and my oh. hint was going to be. The coach of this team did coach at Kentucky, but he didn't win it as the number one overall seed with Kentucky. Is that Memphis? No. Huh. You want to know the answer? Man, I my brain is not working well. You want to know the answer? Sure. The 2013 Louisville Cardinals under... Oh, Patino. Patino. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter. Send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the a pen and a napkin video library. Yes. Now, do you think he's leaving Iona? I think the bags are packed and they're ready to go, buddy. Where do you got him going? Uh, Briarcliff? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> Not going to Mississippi because Beard took that Beard one. Took so I've got him down to either Georgetown, St. John's, or the wild card in this situation, Texas Tech. Nah, he's not going to Texas Tech. He's going to St. John's. We would have never thought that Bobby Knight would have went to Texas Tech. Uh, Patino's Patino's staying in New York. He's going to St. John's. Okay, uh, that's that's. I will I will bet you an Arby's roast beef sandwich that he's going what about to say beef that. and cheddar. I can go beef and cheddar if you want to. If you want to make it that high stakes, we can go <laughs> beef and cheddar. <laughs> now, if you, if you start going chicken sandwich, I'm bowing out. <laughs> We lost them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's let's, listen. Before I lose any more subscribers. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Uh, All right. So what Tony and I thought we'd do this week is uh, we're heading into the madness. Now, you won't won't hear this till Friday morning. So Thursday will have played out. Um, And we're taping this Wednesday night. Uh, and I still don't, I don't consider the play-in games part of the field of 64. However, though, I would like to wish my uh, friend uh, Steve Lutz at uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi congratulations uh, with uh, winning uh, last night, Tuesday night, 
in their in their game, their play-in game, and uh, he gets uh, gets a chance to play in the field of 64. So, uh, Steve, if you ever listen to this, congratulations, my friend. Well done. Uh, really happy for you uh, there. So, uh, but Tony and I thought we'd kind of go through the brackets here, and the the Thursday games will obviously be over, and so we we won't know. Uh, but uh, Tony, I filled out my entire I filled out my entire bracket. Um, and I thought we'd, uh, I thought we'd kind of go through it here. Um, I thought we would do this. Uh, you, you have your bracket filled out? Uh, I do, okay. but it's, I don't have access to it right in front of me right now, but okay. I do have a bracket in front of me. It's not the one I filled out. Okay. So I thought we would go, uh, and this is what I did with Casey and we won't spend as much time, uh, a year or two ago, Casey and I kind of went through the whole thing and tried to plot the whole thing out, but we'll kind of fast forward through it. I thought we'd start with the Sweet 16, like who you had in the Sweet 16 in each region, and then we'll just kind of bust it out there. Are you a are you a sheet of integrity guy, or are you a multiple bracket filler outer? I just do one. Okay. So too. I'm a sheet of integrity, unfortunately, because after about the first week and I wad that sucker up and throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> My peak was 1986 with the Louisville Cardinals and never nervous Purvis Ellison. There you go. Hey, that was that was a heck of a run by them. So, um, Denny Crum, multiple national champion head coach, often forgotten in the annals of basketball history, unfortunately. So, um, all right. So we're we're gonna start in the South Region, Tony. Um, cause that's the way mine reads here. That's the one where Alabama yep. is the number one seed. So who do you have is your four sweet 16 teams in the South region? Okay. I have Alabama. Mm-hmm. I also took, uh, let's see here. Um, I believe I took Charleston. Oh, I got Alabama and Charleston. Wow. Um, and then I've got Creighton. Okay. And the other one I took was Arizona. Okay. Um, I have three of those four. I have Bama. I have Creighton. A uh, little home, hometown love. Uh, Arizona. Uh, I did not have. I, I I did not have Charleston. I took San Diego. Uh, state okay. San Diego, founded by the yeah. Germans in 1904. The Ron Burgundy. Yes, yes. Breathe it in. Um, <laughs> uh, I did have an upset. Uh, I did pick uh, Utah State over Missouri. I made that, but otherwise, I kind of went pretty well chalk in the first round. <laughs> other than that one, so I made that region crazy because I had I ended up taking Furman over Virginia, oh. and then I. Also took, if I remember, uh, no, I did not. I did not pull the trigger on Cal Santa Barbara over Baylor, but I thought about it. You thought about it. Okay. All right. So we have three out of the four same, the same there. So how about the, the East region? Um, uh, I, I, yeah. this, this is my kind of little, little bit of chaos in this one here. So okay. uh, I have Memphis, <laughs> Duke, K-State, and Marquette. But I've got some upsets in there. I've got Louisiana over Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I've got uh, Memphis over Purdue. Um, I took USC over Michigan State. Anytime Izzo loses in the first round, I consider that an upset. I'm going to take USC over Michigan State there. And then 
I said Louisiana over Tennessee, right? Yeah, and then uh, yeah. you know, kind of the uh, the first number one to fall. I had Memphis over Purdue. Um, I, I just feel like Memphis is really, really athletic, and that might give Purdue some trouble. And you know, you're not really going to stop Zach Eady, but I feel like their athleticism can kind of mess with him a little bit there. And and uh, yeah, I just, I just, um, I don't know, just went with my gut on that one there, buddy. So what'd you have? Mm-hmm. I took Purdue. I was really, really close to going with Memphis, but I watched something and somebody talked me into taking Florida Atlantic over Memphis. Oh, my. And so I ended up doing that where I took Florida Atlantic because I only think they have three losses on the year. And again, obviously, they're not playing the same type of competition. And then somebody mentioned, you know, Memphis might be a little bit high and mighty after knocking off. And, you know, Houston wasn't at full strength. Anyway... So I have Purdue. I did take Duke because Duke is is hot right now. Yep. And, and when we pick back up, I'll tell you that Duke knocks off Purdue. Um, and then, like you, and again, I just had Louisiana win at one, but I had Louisiana taking out Tennessee. Um, and then some other ones that I had, the bottom of the bracket there, I went with. Um, I also had K-State mm-hmm. and Marquette. Okay. I also had K-State and Marquette. I did not take... USC over Michigan State, but I did have Providence knocking off Kentucky. Gotcha. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'm a big Ed Cooley fan. Yeah. Um, Good coach. There's there's rumor right now that he is taking a serious look at Georgetown. I heard that too, and uh, uh, I don't know if he's a Georgetown type of guy. I, I I don't, and I don't mean that in a in a bad way. I just think he's a great fit at Providence. I think that's just a. I think that's a place that he can continue to win and occasionally mm-hmm. win big there. Cement uh, his legacy. Yes, yes. Uh, that's what I mean by by that. So, uh, again, just my thought. But uh, mm-hmm. Ed Cooley can do whatever the heck Ed Cooley wants to do. So, that's uh, true. Uh, Midwest. Let's go. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's go up to that one. All right. So we're off to the Midwest. Yep. All right. You want my sweet 16. So yep. here we go. Um, I took Houston. Mm-hmm. Um I have them, and this is because, you know, you did your hometown or homer pick with the Blue Jays. This is where I took the, the Drake Bulldogs. Uh-huh. Um, I thought they would we would be able to knock off Miami because Miami has an injury. And then I'm just not a, I'm just not sold uh, with Indiana. I, in fact, I came really close to taking Kent State over Indiana. Yeah. Um, and then on the bottom half there, I like Iowa State's matchups. Mm-hmm. And so I have Iowa State also a part of the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And then I did a lot of arguing back and forth on this, but my other one is Texas. Okay. I have Houston. I, th- I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did roll with Indiana, although hesitantly. Um, <clears throat> sometimes they look great and sometimes they look not so great. Um, like, yeah, they look great against Purdue. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, too, took Iowa State, and then kind of my biggest overall Cinderella here, I took Pennsylvania State University. A lot of people have talked about that one. Yeah. I got to see them play live at the Big Ten Tournament, and they just, they're very, very well coached. Uh, That Micah Shrewsbury is another name that's been bantered about with that Georgetown. Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, Notre Dame as well. That's and, the one I've heard the most chatter about. Okay, and, and I just was really impressed with 
the buttons he put uh, he pushed. I, I saw actually saw Penn State play twice this year live because I saw him when they played Nebraska. And I, I liked the way his team played, liked the way he coaches the game. Uh, he's a he's a he's a matchup guy. He's a Matt Painter disciple, uh, mm-hmm. and um, I just feel like they're 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 playing well right now. They've they got enough momentum in the Big Ten tournament, but they didn't kind of go all the way and I think they're probably still a little bit hungry and they're they're ready to go out and get after it so I took Penn State into the Sweet 16 so um let's go down to the west then um did you did you have any other no no, that was basically it okay okay uh in the west um a little chalky here Tony a little chalky uh I got Kansas uh, I, I mean, I don't. You can't really call a four or five an, an upset, but I really like St. Mary's. I think they're really good. I think, uh, uh, I think is Newman is his last name. Randy Newman uh, does a great job at St. Mary's, and, and I could be wrong on his name. I apologize if I think it's Bennett, is it? Randy Bennett. Randy Bennett. Yeah, excuse me. Yes, and uh, so I think he does a great job. Uh, I took Gonzaga, and I took UCLA. Uh, mild upset, Boise over Northwestern. Um, but other than that, it's pretty chalky in, in the West for me. Um, I have similar, uh, to Kansas. Uh, I went with UConn instead of St. Mary's though. I actually took BCU to knock out St. Mary's opening round. Um, and then I also went Gonzaga, but I was very, very tempted, uh, with TCU. Uh, when TCU is healthy, uh, they obviously pinned Kansas' ears back at, at, in Lawrence, and so I almost went them, but I, I ended up going with Gonzaga and Mark Few. Um, and then for the other one, like you, I also took the Bruins. Okay. Uh, your Elite Eights, go all the way around the board, Tony. What do you got? All right. So um, I'll start in the East. Uh, one of them I mentioned earlier is going to be Duke. Okay. Um, I took them. Um, and then the other elite eight, sorry, I'm struggling to get this where I need her to be. Um, shoot. Was Duke out of that one? And then the other one I took was, oh, Marquette. I'm sorry, Marquette. So uh, I've got Duke and Marquette. Okay. Um, and then, Oh, I skipped completely. Skipped over the South. Sorry, uh, Alabama mm-hmm. was another one, and then uh, playing Alabama in the Elite Eight, I believe I had Arizona. Okay, um, and then over as I get to the Midwest, um, in the Midwest there, uh, I had Houston, unfortunately, knocking off my Drake Bulldogs, um, and then in the other the other team to to play for the berth in the Final Four there coming out of there. I had Texas, um, and then for the next one, uh, I had Kansas, and I had Kansas taking on Gonzaga. I had uh, UCLA is a little bit dinged up. I believe they lost one of their best. I believe they lost their best freshman player, third leading scorer. So I ended up taking Gonzaga. Okay, Uh, I had six of the eight that you had, buddy. The only two that were different for me was I had Memphis instead of Duke. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm on the penny. Penny train. You are. And then I rode Penn State all the way to the Elite Eight. Um, I just, I just, I feel like them and Iowa State are very similar. I just think kind of Penn State does it a little bit better right now, or they're doing it a little bit better than Iowa State. So, um, but everything else was the same. So, uh, my final four 
Out of the South, I had Alabama. Out of the East, I had Marquette. Out of the Midwest, I had Houston. And out of the West, I have Gonzaga. We were the same except for one. Um, I took Texas out of the Midwest. Okay. Okay. I think they are able to match Houston's physicality. Mm -hmm. um, And I just liked their their guards a little bit better. Okay. Um, So we got, uh, so you've got Bama and Marquette. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Texas and Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I've got Houston and Gonzaga. So who do you got in the finals? Who's your champ? Uh, I took Alabama into the finals, and I have them playing uh, Texas, and I have the Crimson Tide winning it all. Okay. I had Marquette and Ooh. Houston, and in a game that will probably finish like uh, 38 to 34. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have Houston winning the national championship in Houston and Kelvin Sampson cementing himself as as a national champion coach and kind of the whole redemption tour yeah. coming full circle here. So that was that was okay. my prediction. So so we'll see. Uh, folks, hope you know, I, Tony and I talked about this earlier today and we thought it'd be kind of fun to run through our brackets and and just have some fun with it. So, uh, again, kind of a, another way to, to decompress a little bit, Tony. I guess we can tie it into decompressing. It's just sitting back, watching some hoops, maybe have a notepad next to you. And if you see something good, write it down, and and, and we roll from there. So yeah, uh, Doing something you enjoy. You betcha. So uh, anything else this week, Tony? No, I'm looking forward to uh, March Madness tomorrow. Uh, when that thing officially kicks off, I'll sit back and consume a lot of games over the next four days as will i as will i as well so we uh when when folks listen to this dropping a friday morning our son landed tonight in blacksburg virginia or i don't know if it was in blacksburg but he landed somewhere in virginia uh getting ready for his ncaa tournament experience with the south dakota state women uh so uh a little little plug for the the sdsu jackrabbits uh they're playing usc the trojans uh, Friday night at 7 central time. So if you see a good-looking 20-year-old uh, young man on the bench with the South Dakota State women, that is that is our son. That is Marty and Carla's child. And he is really, really excited about the experience. We just told him to drink it in and, and really enjoy it, and just to, to be part of the madness. Uh, and I told him, I said, you know, you, you've got a really good team and you won your conference in a really dominating fashion uh, but you don't know if you're ever going to get a chance to do this again. Uh, so don't take yep. it for granted. Uh, have a great time and enjoy it and, and take a lot of mental pictures and take a lot of real pictures along the way because uh, it's not a given that you're going to do this again, buddy. So enjoy it all the way. So And by uh, the way, in that, in that bracket, because obviously I, I know your family, I did take South Dakota State knocking off the USC Trojans. Thank you, buddy. I, as a, I, uh, I, I w- it would be unreal it would be just an unbelievable experience if uh, and, and I feel pretty good it, you know they win the first one and and I kind of feel like I know Virginia Tech's obviously a very good team they're a number one seed for a reason but they're probably the least intimidating of the four number ones and you just never know you know if you know and hey we'll roll it that's why it's the madness buddy that's why it's yep. the madness but you got to take care of the first one before you worry about the second one so 
Um, well, hey, Tony, really appreciate you and, and coming on here uh, this week, uh, episode number 29, talking about decompressing after the season. Coaches, I hope you've enjoyed what Tony and I have, have talked about this week. Uh, and if you want to get into the to the Arby's gambling circle here with us, <laughs> feel free to do so. Uh, next up might be a, a chocolate uh, shake or maybe some curly fries with some ranch dressing. Okay. Yep, yep. We, we don't want to get too high stakes here on a pen and a napkin. We're on a limited budget. So, uh, But I want to thank Tony, as always, for, for, for coming on and, and having a good time and, and, and helping some coaches out. So, coaches, as always, let's be sure to own our craft one day.